afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. It is a great day and I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful that the Lord God keeps his word? It is written in Genesis that after the flood and uh, the Lord had, not the flood, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, a, no, after he had destroyed, oh my goodness, I'm getting confused. It was the flood. He promised that seed time and harvest would always uh, be in the earth. And that's what we have, seed time and harvest. Good morning, light touch. Yellow, that's right. What is wrong with my brain this morning? I didn't take my ginkgo, <laughs> right? But I pray that the Lord will keep me intact so that I can uh, and we can it, it go through Proverbs together. It's a great morning. And um, as I was saying, seed time and harvest, even though our weather patterns are very, very different, uh, we can hardly tell anymore. If we are in the springtime or the wintertime or almost there are only two, two, two seasons anymore, right? We, get, we know it's fall because the leaves are falling, but it can be so hot that you don't kind of realize that you've gotten into the fall until we start moving towards the winter, which anymore feels more like spring weather-wise. The temperatures don't really plummet like they used to. So still, though, God has allowed for us to have seed time, a time to plant and harvest, a time to reap that which has been sown. And food is still on the table because I'm going to tell you, we can't, if we can't plant and we can't reap, we are going to be in famine. That's just how that goes. And if the rain did not fall to actually water the seeds that were planted, they wouldn't germinate and again, right? And if the sun did not shine and the, all the you know things that happen uh, in sunshine for plants, that didn't happen. Our seed time and our harvest would be futility. We would have nothing. So I thank God today for this day. It is a day that he has made and he called your name and my name. And here we are alive and breathing and for those who would be a part of this um, listening or part of the, um, the reading of the Proverbs, wherever they are, we ask the Lord to bless their lives, to provide for them according to those needs that they may possess. We are reading Proverbs chapter 2 today, and it is Saturday, which is Sabbath, you know, in the old under the law of God, the seventh day of the week is a day upon which, you know, nobody does much of anything. Of course, we totally kind of disregard that because Jesus Christ, we don't disregard it as Christians. We should be still in remembrance of it. But the Sabbath was made for man, so Christ said, and not man for the Sabbath. So we don't have to do as the Jewish people try to do make sure we don't lift anything over a certain poundage or whatever that is, or, you know, define the work that we do. We do what we have to do because God has given us this day as, as our day of rest. And we try to pull it in, you know, you want to rest as much as you can. Um, but still there are certain things that are needful that are not unlawful to be done on the Sabbath. And I just call to mind that because I know that I need a I need a day of rest, and I believe everybody does. So whenever you take it, by all means, to rest. So we're going to dive in this morning to chapter two of the book of Proverbs. And yesterday was a good day. We read twice in the morning, nine o'clock in the evening, eight thirty, and I had some really good help in the evening. I praise God for that, and I had some really good help in the morning, even though I read alone. The Lord our God was with me; His Spirit. Uh, taught me so much in that morning. And then uh, Sister Light Touch is in the studio right now and she helped in the evening with many, many good good comments and points. We're going to pick up with chapter two. And Father, in Jesus' name, open our ears that we may hear and open our eyes that we may see, Lord God, the treasure that is embedded here. And again, Father, we thank you that you gave wisdom to Solomon such that he could write these many, many, many statements. We're calling this apples of gold because words fitly spoken are, you say, 
as apples of gold. And we want to, Lord God, be able to pick them up and to hold them and to hide them in our hearts. As the psalmist David the king wrote, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hiding in our hearts. So, Father, it's forever teaching us as we go through our lives. Here we are with chapter 2. The subscript is the reward of heeding wisdom. So we're going to hear in this chapter the reward of heeding wisdom. Pay attention. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifts up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the paths of unrighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoices to do evil and delight in the forwardness of wickedness, whose ways are crooked and they forward in their paths. To Deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again. Neither take they hold of the paths of life that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of righteousness for the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it wow oh my goodness so we know that this these are proverbs were written to the son to solomon's son and yet he addresses wisdom that when applied to any life male or female it's going to reap you will reap a reward it will bring about rewards and in this chapter i find it very fascinating also that there is a warning or a, a, a recognition of a young woman's uh, turning from her god in ways that create uh, pain for a man and we don't often think of that of it in that in those terms because in this society and in this uh, uh, time frame that we're living in now this the contemporary society we often hear that a man uh, is wrong when women do things that are very much uh, enticing so if a woman right uh, <clears throat> goes off or allures a man into her, into her um, bed, so to speak, into her life. She actually is in the lead there. If if it if it is indeed her uh, devisings, right? And, and so the men are warned not to indulge, not to go there, not to do these things, right? So we need we need a good conversation about that when women are responsible and when they are not and when men are being foolish and when they are not with regards to their relationship to women so we want to get to that um, but let's go back to the beginning and and listen again 
uh, that the reward of heeding wisdom is is they're great. These rewards are great. So it's an if statement. Almost the whole chapter is an if, and so there is a a condition to reap the rewards of wisdom. One is if you receive the words and if you hide the commandments with you. So you got to first hear, and then you have to hold on to what you've heard. You've got to hide it in your heart, just like the um, <clears throat> the uh, psalmist says, David, thy words have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin, sin against thee. That's true. Hide those words in your heart. And then the next if, where he says, so if, if you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply them unto your understanding, that's what he's saying. Yes, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding. So you've got to seek it out as well. And cry out implies to me, pray for it. Ask God to do it. And the Bible in the New Testament is written, he gives liberally to all. So if you ask him for it, he will give it to you. Um, and it also is written that if you do those things that he just mentioned, you will have understanding and you will understand the fear of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Preserved by his wisdom. That is a little that, right. That what you just said, uh, light touch, <clears throat> you can just hide that much in your heart. I can be preserved by God's wisdom and let it be a direction that you take in your life so that you actually begin to hide his word within you. Now, that hiding away, really, you memorize it, right? You uh, mastic masticate on it. You just keep, keep turning it over and over in your head. You meditate on it. It's another way to put it. And as you do that, it becomes your new and transformed mind. Isn't that amazing? So you no longer think like a person without wisdom, you begin to think in terms of wisdom because you have you have cried out for it, you have put it in your heart, and now you're being preserved by it. So the, the, uh, the writer further tells us in verse six that who gives wisdom? God, it comes out of his mouth. And, and knowledge, and understanding come out of his mouth as well. So when we read his word, we're getting it. We are really reading wisdom. <laughs> we're getting it. And uh, many people spend a lot of time. Um, many people spend a lot of time reading, but they are all, they're not also hiding the word. They're not taking it in and holding it, right? So you can read something that's very exciting and you can mark it, right? And, uh, and and then, yes, thank you, Light Touch, for coming in. You're welcome indeed. Uh, you can do that and still not get it. You got to kind of pull it into yourself. You got to memorize it, and then you got to practice it, you know, and transformation comes. You can speak whenever you like. Okay, there we go. You got something you want to tell us? Yes, I wanted to say, can you hear me? That is truly amazing. He is indeed truly, truly amazing. And so now the ifs have been uh, have been laid out, and and verse ten says, "When wisdom enters into your heart, and when knowledge is pleasant to your soul." In other words, when you prefer it, when it comes, and you actually prefer it, then discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. Wow, a mouthful. What say he? Discretion will keep you. I like to think about discretion. I'm saying there are many people who are not discreet. And what do we mean when we say they are not discreet, right? What happens when you are not careful in your speech or your actions, especially to avoid causing offense or to gain an advance. You, you have to be discreet. You have to be careful. 
And when you are, when that happens, then uh, the word says here, uh, it will preserve you. It'll keep you from so many things that are, are not good for life. It will hold you up. And understanding now also will keep you from evil, just as has been um, stated before we got to this point. That's what that's what these these proverbs are to keep you from evil, to keep you from falling in the way of evil doers, to help you to hear when what is spoken in your presence is not for good, as is definitely not for your good if you participate in it and the good of those who are participating in it, by the way. So that's what these Proverbs are for. Go ahead, Light Touch. Yeah, um, I can't hear you for some reason. Oh, okay. um, wow. I'm sorry, anyway. can you hear me? Yep, you're connected, but I can't hear you if you are speaking. I'm so sorry about that. And so, <clears throat> That is that is the the sum of of the the conditions that are are being laid out for us here in this chapter, and so uh, <clears throat> verse twelve says, "Understanding shall keep you, and it will deliver you from the way of evil men, from the man that speaks speaks forward things perversion, forward." There's a word I can hardly say because of my teeth here. But forward means perverse. And there's a lot of perversion in our world. Many things are are perverse. They are um, have been twisted and, and made to be uh, unseemly and unsightly, unrighteous and evil. They are perverted. They're twisted. And so the Proverbs are here to warn you to get and hold these with the wisdom of God in you so that you avoid those things which are perverse because they're everywhere and you can grab hold to them. And let me tell you, um, <clears throat> when people want to uh, alter the state of their mind so that they're not thinking right, that is a twisting of something that is very good. God gave us a mind and he did not, he didn't come short of us being able to use our minds without them being tainted or altered by other substances. So it's not good then to be drunk or to um, be high as you know, we've come to know it in the world by whatever means. That's never good. It's not good to be mellowed in your thought process, slowed down, at ease. It's not good to to you know alter your mind such that you are seeing what is not really there. This is a twisting of what is a righteous gift from God. Our minds are really they need to be transformed but they need to be transformed to align with the way God thinks and not the way, the perverse, twisted way. You will not need to alter your mind in order to understand, right, what God is telling us. Thank you, Light Touch. She says God opens our understanding. He gives wisdom that is not worldly, but yet his wisdom bestows in us, the gives to us the ability to navigate the world's traps and deceptive dainties that lead to destruction. Well, my goodness, light touch, you know, you're, you better write all these things on a piece of paper so that we, when we end this stuff, uh, we'll have it preserved. This is that's absolutely excellent. It's an excellent word. It's such an excellent word. May God be praised. That is great. That is just good. So um, that is the, that's, that's the warning and the condition given us here for reading the Proverbs and for heeding the Proverbs. So, and, and then, you know, I love the way these sentences go on and on because once, once the Lord is 
uh, has given you a, a statement about evil or the wrong person, he describes them as well. So he says, deliver you from the way of evil men. And those they, the evil men are those who leave the paths of unrighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, 13, verse 13. They're the ones who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness, the perversion of the wicked. In other words, they love this, this world and its pleasures, you know, temporary pleasures and the, all that perversion that is out there. And he says... Um, who their ways are crooked and and they are uh walking in perverse pathways and this wisdom will deliver you from even strange women now, i'm a woman <clears throat> i am a woman and so for me to say this as I, I tread lightly because i know that certain women would jump all over me if they heard me ever saying anything that would put the blame for a man's demise on a woman. So when 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 men are, are accused of um, you know sexually harassing women, now it isn't always that the woman is has uh, you know presented herself in a in a way as to <clears throat> arouse his his lust, but sometimes sometimes we do. And I'm going to use myself as an example. When I was a young girl dancing, right, I never thought of myself as being, you know, uh, a good looker or, you know, having a fine figure. Or I, I never thought of myself that way. But young men would say those things to me. And in so saying them, right, I should have taken heed because I went with a trend and I was living in New York at the time and uh, you know, big city trends and you're, I mean, the big city can really show you the world. It can show you the glory of God as well, but I was a dancer and very much in the trend of contemporary life in New York city. And the trend dress trend was hot pants. So I wore hot pants. <laughs> and mini skirts. I look back on it and I think, good gracious, right? Because some of those mini skirts that I wore were like some uh, 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 putting on a, a man's big t-shirt. You know, I'm not not big on the body like that, but they were that short. And I, <clears throat> of course, I got lots and lots of comments when I walked uh, down the street. People were whistling and carrying on. And I could go further into the detail of a, mis, a misstep I took because I was looking like someone that somebody could misuse and abuse. And it took me a minute, really, to come to grips with what was really happening in my life. And that minute was with my father when I went home. And I had on one of those little mini skirt dresses, mini dresses, and I really liked this dress. It was gorgeous. I love that little dress. And my daddy looked at me and said, baby girl, you need to put on some clothes. And right then I began to think about that dress and everything else. I had a wardrobe of this stuff, right? Now, <clears throat> I didn't do it to attract men. I did it because I liked the style, right? I did. But in doing it, I did attract men. And I thank God for my father. Yes, thank God for understanding our seasons of total ignorance. I was ignorant. But I was not uh, uh, innocent in that I was attracting the wrong kind of male because I was dressing. Now, my, the dresses were conservative, except that they were short. So that the see, see the fashion took something that was very um, the dress would have been absolutely lovely had it been down to my knees, but it was not. It was midway my thighs. I have to hold. I have to be responsible for that decision, and I have to finally be responsible for the attractions that were coming to me. And so, uh, you know, I hear men say. 
you know, women are to those women of this and their women of that. And we want to defend them because women have traditionally been second class to men. It, we, I think we still are kind of right. But there are some things that we can adjust to make our interactions far less perverse. And we can do some things to not give men the wrong idea about who we are because what we wear is a is a a, a, a communication point and and we had this the um pastor john thomas gave us what a great sermon a lesson on communicating as a christian and he said i am not the fashion police but you gotta know that what you put on is making a statement about who you are so I use that example of my season, you know, uh, of life doing that. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> I use me because I don't want to offend anyone else. And I know when I have been wrong and I'm not afraid to admit that at all. Why? Because God knows. He understands. And he used my dad to bring me out of that season. It wasn't actually my preferred look. My preferred look was long skirts with boots and, and blousy tops. That's what I really liked wearing, right? But that trend came in while I was wearing the hot pants. So I had to I had to gather enough money to change my wardrobe. But when daddy told me that, I had enough clothes to, to stop wearing the hot, you know, little other stuff. And that's what I did. I own it. I take it. It is mine. Thank you, uh, Tony. Good. Well, welcome, Tony. I love it that you're in. Chosen is in, too. God bless you, Chosen. I am so glad to see you here. Now, as much as you can do, do uh, whatever, like Good the morning. show, will. You know, I'm not asking for money, just a like. I don't know what it looks like out there. So, like, touch, I wish you would, could come in and, and explain, because I'm not on the... Um, I'm not on the other end of, of my podcast. And when I'm on other people's podcasts, I don't do the right thing. I should like them, but I never see that stuff. So I have to do it. But anyway, it, it really, it's it helps us. And your comments also are so important and exciting. So we want to be able to read them back as well. So yeah, thank God for our understanding of the season. But that's what this chapter is telling us. It's warning us against walking with, with with those people who are not wise, by the way, people who live in the uh, pleasures of the world and who seek out the perversions, they're not wise. They have not been exposed to wisdom. And so this is for that, you know, the, the, this warning is to those of us who are not in the council of godly people. And, you know, never mind what you think about God, God's way does produce indeed some good stuff. You know what? Education, all these things came out of the heart of people who are questing to do good by others. Now, what happens when godly people start or do a thing is that it's open to the whole world, whether you're godly or you're not. You know, you don't have to be uh, the child of a, of a godly man or woman to be educated ever. So then you get educated and those people who are not godly, they enter back into the marketplace and their offerings are now are sometimes not good. They're not following the way of God. And so we have things that go sour, right? We need to revamp some things again and look at them to see if they are actually uh, uh, projecting the kinds of morality, the kinds of thought that really would do a society good or help a community grow or unite and keep families together and 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 you know give give women women back their value now i'm not talking about taking away equal rights for women not at all but women are we are not men oh and chosen and i had this conversation and chosen is going to be a guest of mine to to further uh, explain his position but I always said, anatomically speaking, a woman is not a man. We cannot be men. Doesn't mean that we cannot uh, be gifted to do things that men do, but it does mean that we are different. And those differences give us different responsibilities. 
in the world. Tony says the wisdom of God is far more superior to everything. It's at, uh, a divine thing without pain. And glory to God, you don't have to pay for it. Absolutely, Tony. You, you don't have to go and give somebody some money to teach you God's wisdom. We don't get it from graduating from high school. We don't get it from graduating from college. And that's why many people graduate from college and they don't have wisdom, but they're out there being, you know, leaders and directors over things that influence the society itself. Yes. Yes. These are such great nuggets from the listening audience. You guys are so right on. And you're able to say things just so well. I appreciate those articulations. Absolutely. Yes. So here we have read through our chapter two. And what I want to do before we end is, um, uh, by, by the way, Chosen, if you have any comments, we have the chat box. If you see it at the bottom of your page, you can simply type it in. I'm going to read chapter two one more time, giving you uh, the, the music to meditate on it as you listen. And I pray to God that I won't make any mistakes. I do make mistakes, right, when I'm reading, even though I've read it over. But I want you to just meditate on it. And if the Lord should bring to your heart a particular verse or statement that you can take as a note, right, and begin to, to just meditate on it, think on it, and hide it in your heart, I guarantee you that before long, it will be a part of you and your thought process, and it will come back to you, and it will inform you in decisions that are coming up. I'm going to do it as I reread the Proverbs, and you know I've been reading them for a long time, but they, it's new every time I go. The information here is is fresh and I can gather again other information. So Light Touch, are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. Uh, and Chosen, are you there? You want to say something? Hello? Hello, Chosen, how are you? I'm all right. Good. You have any, any comments? Uh, no, I'm just listening. If anybody wants okay, to great. Anything. Yeah, very good. Very good. And Light Touch, for some reason, I can't hear you if you are speaking. Uh, yes, I am here, she says. Um, but I don't, I don't hear you. Tony, you are also invited to speak if you want. I will wait. Uh, you may as well join us. <laughs> no problem. Your comments are mega. They are wonderful. And I, I really want to preserve them. And I do want everyone who is listening to, uh, to hear you uh, if you want to speak aloud. Okay, absolutely. So <clears throat> I'm going to then uh, play um, some, uh, give, you, give, a, give us some, some very, very uh, meditative music as we read, read, read. <laughs> um, the Proverbs, if I can find it. And uh, while we're reading again, meditate on the words and determine what it is the Lord is saying to you and um, how you might also uh, hide that word within so that you now are going to be informed by it. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hid treasures, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. 
out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that seek him. And those who walk uprightly. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserves the way of his saints. Then shall you understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yes, every good path. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto your soul. Discretion shall preserve you. Understanding shall keep you. To deliver you from the way of the evil man. From the man that speaks perverse things. Who leaves the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked. Whose ways are crooked and forward in their paths to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house inclines unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither do they take hold of the paths of life. That, that you may walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous, for the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Lord, we just are so grateful for your word. We're thankful for the warning that comes in your word. And you really do lay out, Father, exactly what you are telling us. We, in this passage, we hear a description of the unrighteous man. And we hear the description of an unrighteous woman. And we hear the ultimate reward of those who seek after unrighteousness. And we hear the rewards of those who follow the paths of righteousness. We understand what it means to come into wisdom that teaches us the fear of the Lord and the understanding of his ways so that we are better able to live the abundant life that Jesus died to give us as well as redeem us from our past ways the ways of sin in our ignorance when we didn't know better for this my father we are so grateful we are so thankful and again as David wrote, we hide, we hide the nuggets that you're speaking to us individually in our hearts. That that nugget, Father, will be great as we walk with you. It will feed us over and over again. It will remind us when we might think to go off, off the path. It will remind us and keep us in the way. And we remember, Lord, because you have spoken. The great God of all the universes taken the time to speak to us. are new and we're so 
blessed to be called the children of God, really. It's not a point of, of uh, contention for the world. We're not, our, our relationship to the world, is, it can be contentious, but not because of us. See, we are seeking to, to show forth the love of God at all times. But because some men love in the moment that you meet them, they love the, the, their, their participation in whatever they're doing and they don't want to hear. They don't want to be changed in those moments. Contention can arise because they think you're trying to do something that you're really not trying to do. So in reading God's, God's Proverbs, these wisdom statements that he gave to Solomon to share with every young man, his young man. We understand how to speak. We understand what's going on. That's the first thing. And we also know that the time is not right by the Spirit who is leading and guiding us. Because we want to show, we want God to be on display, not ourselves. So we're not beating people down with his word because let me tell you his word is powerful enough to beat the person down. We don't need to do it. God's word will convict the man and they will either submit or they will rebel. And what do we do? We pray. We beseech the Lord to go after them. He does it anyway. He came after me. I don't know who prayed for me. I know some people prayed for me, including my mother and my father and my grandfather. Really, that's what they said. My grandfather was the one praying. He would pray anywhere. So the story is told. Accepting God's words and restoring them in your hearts is like you taking a divine medicine. Ooh, see, you guys are so, oh my goodness, the Spirit is working with you. Every day, there's no way that the devil can thwart the good things that God has, ooh, that he has put inside of us, that he's stored in us. Absolutely. You know it's right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He watches over his word in us to perform it just like he watches over his word in the world to perform it. And he who has begun that good work in us, the promise is that he will complete it. He will complete it even to the day that Jesus will return. We will receive the reward of walking in his way as he leads and guides us. Thank you for that, Tom. That is absolute beauty. It's really a hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Mm. What beautiful fellowship. I could not ask for a better morning <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Thank you, Lord. coming to the close of the hour and by God's grace we will reconvene this evening at 8.30 we'll read the same chapter but I gotta tell you I'm thinking that the morning is probably the best time because uh, we, we meet the, the Holy Spirit in the morning in a big way we meet him at night too but I, I'm, I'm real partial to this, this morning time may God meet us again though and and give us anything that we, uh, any more of what we need to hide his word in our hearts and to understand fully the import to our lives, the wisdom of the Proverbs. And we will convene for the entire month of July, morning and night, in reading the book. There are 31 chapters. We will read one chapter a day. And I will not be the only reader. As you know, Light Touch stepped in yesterday to read. We have a, a, a many a people who have a 
who are partnering with us to get through it. They are volunteer readers, and uh, I shall be a part of the audience, and I am going to really, really enjoy that. And when we are discussing the Proverbs, if there's anything you want to say, any question you want to ask, please type it in the chat or do exactly what my friends have done this morning, a call in to speak alive. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. God is big enough to handle that. And I love him. He surrounds us with an angelic host because we are they who fear him. And that is his promise. So we're not afraid, not at all, for you to speak ever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And um, the the so that's that's the proverbs, and we are titling this session "Apples of Gold." Now, the, it's from a proverb, and we're going to run into it. And when we do, I want someone, the person who who hears that verse first, and um, I want you to send up a whole you know just all those balloons and hearts that I see coming up. <laughs> <coughs> going to give you a, a special uh, gift. I will I will provide a gift to you. I don't ever forget that I said it because I really do need to do so. And um, for every gift that you've given, every time you like the show, I appreciate it. Uh, it. It moves us actually in the level of our podcast and then eventually I might be able to have some ads run which might bring also uh, a financial support to the, to the podcast. And I want you to know our schedule right now. We have an episode list that, you know, recordings that, that are right there on our Rehoboth Institute of the Arts site. This is a live podcast from Rehoboth Institute of the Arts, but we do have a site as well. And I've been told if you search RIA, RIA, my nickname, it will come up, Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And if you can see right now, the two people sitting at the table, that is right now the logo for, for our podcast. So when you see that, you know you've arrived, right? And then you go in and you listen uh, to some of the uh, episodes there. You may, you may, you know, like them a lot. And if you do, please leave a comment. I really want to know uh, what is being appreciated. We're gonna do some, some other programming. Um, to more open live discussions like these. I think they are very, very good. We are really moving into the square, so to speak, the city square, where people can hear more about the Lord, ask questions, and, and, and engage in conversation, because this is where we reason together. And in, in, in reasoning, the Lord invites us to reason together with Him so that we understand and know and then we can also put to, to silence some of the naysayers, some of the people who say things about God that they cannot possibly know. History holds when we're looking at the veracity of Christianity. History really does hold. And so we don't have to, we, we definitely accept Christ by faith and he likes faith. Faith pleases him, but he's left some real proofs. And therefore, we don't have to kind of, you know, grope in the dark, so to speak. God is able to prove himself. Hallelujah. And uh, giving your ears to his instruction gives you the spirit of discernment, yes, which enables you to know the real voice speaking to you, either from God or from any other entity. Tony is a man of his word. Absolutely. Precisely. Every Saturday morning, uh, there are a few of us who pray together and we end our prayer time as we're saying goodbye. We say John 10, 4 and 5, the Gospel of John. My sheep hear my voice and follow me. They will not hear the voice of a stranger. Glory to God. And like as when I was a teller, the way we were taught to identify um, counterfeit we were first taught, taught to identify the real deal. So that when you saw something that wasn't wasn't the real deal, you knew it immediately. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Instead of studying the, the, the false, we studied the truth. And in knowing the truth, hallelujah, you can hear 
the false, the lie, the deception. Glory. Isn't he good? God is the smartest of smart. He's the wittiest of all the witty. He is the king of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. His glory is above the heavens. He's way out there in his design and thinking and his intelligence. Glory to God. All right. So we shall convene. Thank you very much for being here this morning. And um, I hope you will join us again at, at your, you know, at, at a time that is good for you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Reams. Thank you, Light Touch. Thank you, Chosen, for coming along and being a part of this morning's reading. And, ooh, it's loud, isn't it? At least it sounds loud to me. I don't know. Can you hear it at all? Anyway, we go off with our music, the music that makes us, um, well, at least makes me feel very, very delighted. <laughs> Blessings to everyone. I hope you have a really great day. I think I can safely say that. I think now our time zones are kind of matching up. Tony's four hours ahead, but there's a lot of day left. So God bless you this day. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you again. Love being with you. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. I hope you're smiling. It's really great to be in the fellowship of game. Me too. Love it when you come.